Hey folks, what other Redneck Country podcast? You are on with Real Redneck Tom Millard, and of course we have the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom Bill. Are you with me? Good evening, Mr. Todd Millard. Good How evening. I am doing good. I'm doing good. Tell me. It's inquiring minds want to know. It is a beautiful night for a podcast. I'm sorry to cut that part off. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I should know better. Darn it. It's okay. That's all right. Uh, we are lacking my my father, the patriarch of Redneck Country tonight. We uh, we're gonna make this uh, a briefer one. And yeah. So because we are getting ready to go to the woods for a week and in yeah, our week absolutely. of holidays. But you mentioned last night that you had to go for some, what have you got? What's going on in your personal life right now? Can you share that uh, with us? Uh, yeah, I can share just a little bit. I am I'm pretty sure up. that this phone call is not going to help folks. If you hear some beeping and some chugging and then some sirens, I'll take the blame, but go ahead. Bill. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh yeah, it's, it's uh, it, it's a blood pressure monitor. My, uh, my doctor feels it's important to, uh, for me to, to lower my blood pressure or to, to at least monitor what my blood pressure is over the course of a 24 hour period. So this morning I got, uh, strapped up with this, uh, device and, and it, it goes off uh, three times an hour and does a recording. And for anybody who knows what blood pressure normally is supposed to be, it's 120 over 80 is kind of a, a normal number. And I was uh, 144 over 103 when uh, on one of my recordings today. So <laughs> I'm sure I'm getting a phone call at some point. In time. <laughs> and you said recordings. I think it's only been happening for about, I don't know, 45 weeks episodes <laughs> yeah yeah this is where it's, this is it's where slowly it's, been hey, on the rise a defining <laughs> moment, <right? laughs> i have that effect usually it's on women but hey bill it's it is what it yeah. is i don't i'm not assuming you're i mean hey we you drink tea <laughs> it's, yeah that's right i'm married with three kids yeah, too, I'm, but. I'm sorry candace i won't steal them <laughs> <laughs> we got uh the blood pressure monitor on and we're gonna see if it's gonna help i, I don't weigh I'm sure I weigh a little bit too much. I'm 185 pounds. God, stop 11, talking. You're like a bean pole. It's like the beard so, is bigger okay, than you. This is what I. This is where I'm at. Some people say, "What's your diet?" Well, I don't. I don't drink much, and I. I, I don't uh, have more than a, a coffee and a tea a day, and it's not a. It's the tea. Like I don't eat a lot of fatty food, so maybe it's just you. <laughs> you you're you're what, the stress factor. I'm at that. <laughs> you ask my wife. Don't put a blood blood pressure monitor on her. Holy jumping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure she's already died about 48 times. Come back. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, all strapped up. I'll see what happens. Well, there. with that in mind, we were going to make this a short one. That's why my father isn't here. And we were going to try to be succinct and say what we're carrying in the woods. But I yep. am going to flip the script because while we were setting up and getting all the gear ready to go, we got a message on Instagram and gentleman just listened to our podcast for the first time. He listened to the deer uh, rattle story. I think it was two podcasts ago. I'm not sure. 40 episode 42, 43 and said, I got some questions. And I said, hold that thought because we are just about to record. You want to come on and just have a conversation because we like to keep this as freewheeling as well. I like to keep this as freewheeling bill. It likes to, he gets mad at me folks. If, if you haven't listened before, He's wanted from day one to have point forms, have a schedule, because that is who he is. He is oh, the yeah. guy that when the clothes come out of the dryer, they're immediately fold. You do nothing until the clothes are put away perfect. And I'm living out the, the, in front of the floor on the dryer as I'm pulling them out and leaving them and run down the next day and grab my clothes. So that's our two different personalities. So I have always said, I just want to keep it easy going and just have a conversation. So this may test your blood pressure even further, Bill. So if well, you're good, I'm going to bring this dude on. Let's uh, let's roll, and I, and I'll tell you as the we roll 
what it does to my blood pressure. <laughs> like I said, we start here uh, beeping and squelching and stuff. As long as Candace can fill in for you on the podcast, maybe go grab Hunter. We'll be okay. Yeah, you just we'll yeah. Be all right. Send some Might tea bags with the uh, send some tea bags with the ambulance driver. Hey, all all is well. If you hear a loud, loud thump, you know exactly what it was. <laughs> he hit the floor. So. All right, let's see what this. Uh, I'll have to message Candace. Can we wrap this up, please? <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm gonna call him here. Hello. Kyle yes, is with So I just explained, this is the most unorthodox we've done. We've had some people call in before and we've done that kind of jazz and ask questions, answer questions and done all that. we've not done this on the Superfly. <laughs> so I'm kind of excited, but well, well, we were just getting ready. I was hooking everything up and, and I just explained that your message came in while we were doing this. And normally we record on full disclosure. We normally record on Wednesday evenings, but we did a Wednesday evening and we're doing again tonight. Tonight's a Thursday evening because next week we're going to be in the woods. So we're not going to get a chance to to record because we're going deer hunting. So we were like, well, what are we going to talk about this one? We kind of just throw around a theme and then we try to go to it. And I can never keep us there because I, we, I go on tangents. So we kind of thought, well, we're going to talk about what we take in the woods, I guess, and just make it a really easy going one, have a conversation, not plan it too much. And then your message came in and I'm like, screw that. I mean, Bill's wearing a heart pressure monitor at this point in time, probably because he's been talking to me for 45 episodes and he's like super organized and I am the exact opposite and I, I keep him rocking. So we are testing that that sucker out right now. So you are now up to speed on where we're at with the podcast. But you messaged us, had a question. If you're willing to just ask it while we're recording, by all means, we'll try to answer as we go. No, that'd be great. Um, yeah, I've been hunting for about 14 years. Um, never had a lot of luck calling for deer. Um, I was actually lucky enough to get an elk tag last year here in oh, Ontario. Nice. In, Ontar- in Ontario yeah. elk tag. Yeah, that's in Ontario, awesome. yeah. It was, uh, and by far, I would give up deer hunting if I could get one every every year because I actually got to bugle back and forth with some. Oh. It was amazing. Okay, full stop so, right there. Yeah, yeah, one yeah. second. Like, that, I got questions. Too, so. <laughs> right, right? <laughs> awesome. no, no, we're going to flip the script on this one. This might be a longer podcast than we were thinking. So <laughs> I love this. My dream hunt absolute dream hunt is Colorado elk full stop. I've been talking to a buddy and it's, uh, we were talking about trying to go and then COVID hits. So can't make it yet. So you tell me when you throw out that bugle and you get one back there, like, Oh my gosh, what does that do to you? It was unbelievable. Like I had a cow tag, but I had an amazing bull come in. I watched for probably half an hour. He came to two different stands on two different days. And just communicating with him and the other the other guy that had a cow tag, he had an even bigger bull come into him. And in uh, Ontario, so you yep. guys are fortunate enough to get two tags. Well, no, I never met him before. So, oh, I see. Okay. Property that I deer hunt, we've been overrun with elk. <laughs> overrun that's with awesome. elk. That, that's a, that's uh, up until awesome up until this year, there's any given time I went up there, I'd probably see thirty plus elk. Thirty plus elk. I've, I've counted one time 72 myself. That's insane. See, I see an elk almost weekly. I've never told you this. Have I bill? No, I see one almost weekly when we drive the backwoods down and my in-laws are building a a brand new house on a nice piece of property that was severed off by a buddy of theirs. It's a, a fairly large business owner. He owns a lot of land. And so every week when we go down and I see this big bull, 
sitting there. There used to be a, a female in there too, but he's got a, 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 a cow, but he's got a, a, there's a massive bull, but it's in a pen. <laughs> he, he owns it. So I, I see it every week. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm but not he, sure he would take kindly to me putting an arrow through it, but trust me, it's crossed you know, my mind. <laughs> yeah. But those, so how, how many years have you been hunting elk? This was, uh, a, that was the only tag I've gotten. We've had, between the my group of friends and friends that I hunt with and the property owner and people that they know, we've probably had 20 to 30 people put in for the elk tag for at least the past eight years. I'm the first yeah. person to get a tag. Yeah, see, I, I put in for it for the first year, and then I was like, I don't have property to hunt that, that whole time. Well, that's, that's how it came about. Uh, there's been, I think, 14 elk taken off that property. It's, it's always people golden. put in for the thing, and they, they draw one, and they go, oh. Oh, what do I do now? Yeah, now yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that <laughs> he comes they an start, auction. Hey, now who's got someone some... <laughs> that knows someone that knows someone? Yeah, right. The property owner yeah. It's a property have, auction they, all of a sudden. Hey, now I'm gonna get a property over here. I got a property over there. I got a property over here. We got some elk over there. Yeah. We got some. <laughs> Well, that's it. The, the morning of the draw, like everyone on the group chat for deers going, nope, unsuccessful, unsuccessful. Oh, I didn't get it. I'm sitting. I'm like, oh. I, I got one. I got an elk. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I don't know how to feel right now. I'm just so surprised. <laughs> yeah. In the year before, there were 699 people applied. So it's like winning a lottery. Sure it is. How um, many how yeah. many tags do they do they draw? Do you, I don't know. Last year there was two bull and, and eight cow tags. That's it. That's it. That's it. Holy crap. That I is like winning the one. lottery, eh? Yeah. So the elk that I got, I actually had a radio call. I'm in the garage right now looking at it. So I got to keep that as a souvenir as well. Man, you you bow hunted or did you? Uh, did you no, I use a, I use a rifle. I I thought about using the crossbow, but uh, yeah. it was one of those. I may may never get this chance again. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna make sure. Hey, why not? I mean, that's awesome. And elk meat. Would you com- I, What would you compare it to? I've never uh, I've never had Ontario uh, elk. I meat. first had the the first steak. I looked at the wife and uh, I said, I, I would give up deer hunting right now. If I yeah. every year. <laughs> Man. And there's enough meat there. You probably could, you know, I got like a, a bit of an older cow and I got 273 pounds out of it. 273 pounds of meat. Yeah. That's outstanding. It's outstanding. Todd, we got to put in for, uh, for elk tags. No <laughs> doubt. It's uh, if, if you get one, it's, uh, it's un- unbelievable. A little bit bigger than I anticipated. Yeah. No doubt. Man, so I've seen them, seen them in person, but I've never seen them that up close. And it was kind of, I got a new appreciation for moose hunters. That's so yeah. cool. That is so cool. So I gotta, I gotta stop because we, I have to ask the, the, the main question before we get going. And I'm not saying that this is a profiling question in any way, shape or form, but we had some questions on our last podcast from Tim. It was like a speed round that he fired off. And this first question I think is quintessential to, understanding who you are tea or coffee coffee <laughs> welcome to the podcast kyle <laughs> welcome to the podcast kyle <laughs> all right so we've established maybe, maybe multiple coffees <laughs> awesome okay so sorry that is so awesome that you get to freaking hunt elk that's insane we could like flip this pot but i don't want to do that i don't want to flip this around because you well, had some other so. questions had, that you wanted to reach I, I, out. I got to i got to call back and forth on elk and now i've got that taste for it i've tried calling deer before and never had real success now i've actually had an animal communicate back and forth and i'm hooked 
yeah. listen to I, I've been watching for the past few years videos and different things and everyone's going oh don't overcall don't and then I listen to I'm literally still there's still six minutes left of uh the last podcast first one I've listened to you guys from and I think you're at I stopped at the point when you're going on about the girls in bikinis um, you stopped at that point? <laughs> oh, I, I parked the truck. And now I'm listen. profiling I, you again. <laughs> well, I had to. I basically, I've been, I've listened, been taking two days to listen to it as I drive around. <laughs> That's awesome. And, uh, I got, I pulled in the driveway and, and uh, parked and went back inside. That's I'm like, you know, I'm going to shoot these guys a message here because. Uh, I appreciate to, you guys reaching out. Some, That's awesome. That is so awesome. That is with, so awesome. I'm so pumped. Yep. No, that is wicked. Well, let me tell you that I. If Bill can argue with me, but from my standpoint, I don't think you can overcall. I, I just, I, and, you're, and that's, well, that's what got me uh, confused. I'm hearing you're saying that on the podcast. I'm going like, now I got a message. Yeah. Like less than a week <laughs> yeah, ago, I have six and, and deer is, under me from, and I was rattling the, like the whole, I was rattling every 10, 15 minutes. I was, I was grunting. I don't now I, what I realized and, and I might be premature in saying this because you might have had another quote, but I'm going to say it. But what I realized that I didn't say on the last podcast that when I was in the stand and I thought, wow, I should have said this because I don't typically snort wheeze unless I see that buck walking. My grunts aren't making him react. Then I hit him with the snort wheeze. I don't blindly throw a snort wheeze out. I don't blindly, okay, unless that it's was a, one of my, that well, was one of my questions. yeah. And I don't hope I didn't jump the gun on it, but I was thinking, and I wanted to clarify that, but I mean, how do you go back to a podcast you did a couple episodes ago and, and clarify and be like, by the way, if you listen to it, like, I wouldn't do that. Well, so you said that cause I'm leaving Saturday morning for the rifle hunt to head up and I was going to get out there Monday morning and start snort. Well, let me tell you, it is my hail Mary. It is my hail Mary. Like, don't get me wrong. If I've sat there for some hours and nothing's happened. And, and now again, flip the script because deer hunting is a five second game. You could sit for four hours. And in five seconds after that four hours, a buck could walk in. Like he could be sitting there the whole time. So I'm really leery, but I will, as it's dark as getting there, and I know I got 20 minutes or 15 minutes and I'm not going to be able to see a darn thing. And I will rattle, I will grunt, and then I will snort wheeze because... I am such the opposite. If, it, well, it, and, and that's good because my theory is if, if I need him, if he shows up at 100 yards, it's too dark for me to be able to shoot him. I need him at 15. And the only thing I've ever had bring a buck on the run and come to 10, 5 to 10 yards from me is a snort wheeze. And so I will throw it down at that time. So Bill, you're the opposite. You, you, See, you're and, dead and quiet. You know what it, this is where, this is where I, my head's at too. I mean, I've called deer in for sure. Um, I called a deer in once after waking up from a nap, which is a good story all in all, but it, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little bit less, not enough tea, uh, <laughs> less calling, <laughs> Uh, than Todd is, but I honestly think it's got a lot to do with the buck to bill ratios and the amount of deer in the area. This is just my personal you're being, opinion. You're being too scientific. I, I, <laughs> well, I, no, I got it. No, you could be absolutely right. You could be absolutely right. Because from my standpoint, if I have, if I'm hunting an area that doesn't have a ton of bucks in it, and if I don't see a ton of bucks on trail camera and leading up to the hunt, there's a whole, not a whole lot of big deer, and I take the rattling antlers out and I start mashing them things together. Anything that's smaller is going to be fearful of getting its butt whooped when it comes in there to check things out. 
the other side of that though is deer are curious, right? So Big time. Todd has, Todd has had many opportunities. I'm not going to overstep some of the stories where he's he's rattled, and I don't believe those bucks are coming in to, to get a, a fight. No, nope. they're coming in to nope. hey, you know, like in the schoolyard, the kids are gathering around. Let's see what's going on over there, right? Yep, absolutely. And a so, couple of years ago, I had a spot where. I could rattle in a six point every time I got in the stand. Same six point. Walk right up to 10 yards and stare at me. He was just curious. There's no way he was looking for a fight. He was not big enough. Yeah. But that, that's the other side of it, too. Like some deer don't come in for a challenge, they come in for curiosity. So, yeah. Yep. But but that's my theory is I want to bring him in. I, I, I and, and, yep. and they'll come. And so a big boy in the rut, you put that, Mike, my brother in law, I, I said on the last one, I've not had one when I rattled come running. My brother-in-law has had multiple bucks in the rut because he predominantly, he doesn't get a, a whole lot of bow hunting time in. So his predominantly his hunting is done during this upcoming week, which is always the first week of November, full swing rut. And so when we get in hit, that's his theory. He's got to the stand. He gets up in the stand. He will rattle so that any deer with an earshot is his theory. Hear him walk to the stand in that they're going to go, Oh, that was a deer. It wasn't a human. And so he's kind that of part put, really caught my, my ear. The, uh, when I was listening to that podcast and it and works really sank in, and I'm going to, I'm going to be giving that one a try next week. And let me tell you the two years ago, we had just finished gutting a deer, dragging it out of what we call the bottom. Uh, if you listen to the very first podcast, it's in the spot that, uh, Scotty shot his, his buck that we had to go track. And so it, down there, we got it. We drag it out. We drive a vehicle in. We load it up. We drive out. My brother-in-law says, I'm going to sit right here. And I'm like, Rick, we just dragged a deer, gutted it, drove a truck in, loaded it in, had a conversation. And now, and and, and my brother-in-law, he's not quiet. And so we had that, that loud conversation. And now we drive it away. You're going to sit here and hunt? We get to- Well, to give, to give some uh, thought on that one where I go- and uh, where she feeds all the time, she smacks that four wheeler as she's driving away. So the animal hears that vehicle leaving, going like, "Okay, they're gone." And that's safe. a that's a call sign, right? And, and that and that that can be also like the little anomalies like that you don't know exist unless you know, right? But but yeah, we drove, we got to that. So we drive out and we get on the road. We drive up the top of that hill and pull back into the farm to go up by the barn where we park. My brother-in-law still sitting in the woods down the bottom where we just gutted this and we just get the truck, get out. And I hear, and then on the radio, Hey guys, got one down. What? (laughs) Go back down there. And I'm like, Rick, how did you do that? He goes, no lie. You guys probably weren't to the road yet. I rattled my antlers and that buck, and it was a nine point. It was a good buck that he says that buck jumped out of the woods beside me in the field. All four. It's like leaped snorting and looking around like it wanted to whoop my rear end so fast. He says, all I could do was put the gun up, pull the trigger, 10 yards, boom, dropped it on the spot. Unbelievable. And so he's had that multiple times where he rattles and they come running. I've not had them come running, but I've had, I've rattled 15 to 20 minutes later. I got deer. And you're not to record him rattling just so I can hear. Well, and and I was going to go there too. My, my other theory is when you're rattling, it's not just smacking the antlers. Think, you're two bucks. And so how do they, and I don't know, I always say like goose hunting and everything else, you don't got to be a pro caller. The geese just want to hear the, 
<laughs> to know you're a goose. And so the high ball, that's all they hear as far as, far as I don't even go to Stuttgart and be a championship caller. It ain't going to make you shoot any more geese. It'll get you some awards being a caller, but it ain't going to get you any more geese. I don't believe I'm the that theory with most animals. Turkeys, they gobble at freaking crows. They gobble at thunder. They'll gobble or whatever. You just at least throw a little bit. of They're going to gobble. So deer, I don't think you got to be that accurate, but I am thinking when I mash those antlers, because deer hunting is so much slower than geese and turkeys, right? Like it's, it's more time consuming to see less animals. So when I hit them, I'm picturing in my head and I do this, I make myself do this picture. Okay. I'm two bucks. How would those antlers clash? So one big, and then I hold them together and like they're pushing each other in the field and then and slide them apart. And then I'll wait a couple seconds and swoosh and smash them together. And yeah, Bill, you do the same thing. Cause if you've ever, yeah. Cause if you've ever seen a buck fight, it's not, Crash, crash, crash. Yeah, they're not just headbutt, like not rams. Yeah, they're not rams. Like, yeah, that's right. I was going to say, it's not rams coming together and smacking. Like, well, that's why from, from the videos I've seen, it looks like they sometimes more just lock antlers and push a little bit. So there's a yeah. dead spot between the bangs and the crashes. Yeah, there's a bang yeah, and then it's it. just a... But right? at like the end of it, at the end of the, the fight, I always take the antlers and, and kind of... There's a last tink. I, I don't know how to explain it, but... When the antlers are, are coming apart, they, they lock to start off with. They 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 push and, and shove and, and and they like a, a towel. You you rattling together, and then all of a sudden that they there's that the the ends of the antlers are, are are releasing from from the other set of antlers, and it makes the the high pitch kind of to click, and and they're they're gone. I, it's hard to explain it without a set of rattling lanterns. I know house, what you're saying. I do the same thing and I, I get it. And I'm sitting here I going, can't, I can't if I'm listening to this, well, yeah. <laughs> well and, and I, cause I know exactly what, cause I do the same thing, right? When you pull them apart, you kind of flick them together. Yeah, that's right. right. Yeah. It's yeah. like a sword coming out of a sheath, but and I'm thinking, I'm thinking if I'm listening to this podcast, I'm going like, yeah, like you got to be that accurate. And I chirp like that, but I do the exact same thing, Bill. I honestly, when you say that, I do that. When I pull them apart, it's like, shing. <laughs> Yeah, but but yeah, but I've not had them come running from that, but I have had them come in, and I'll tell you what, I've done it with those and does at a hundred yards because it's getting dark, and all I can see is a silhouette, and I rattle, and that doe is right below my stand. So people say, oh, rattle will scare does that close. It doesn't do it. It does not. They're they're still curious, and they're not not that afraid. And I I just I'm I'm all about it. I'll call like crazy. So it it all depends. For me, it depends what you want too. I mean. Those I've had so much success with the the cam, yeah, the bleat, uh, bleat, bleat and heat, or and I've or not. The, I didn't know. I don't even get that thing out of my pack that much anymore. I used well, to. I I use that more than I would use uh, uh, a grunt or um or a rattle for sure. Only because I've had lots of success for it. I've I've had deer. You know, like I said, I woke up from a nap one time and I I saw a deer walking away from me. I got on the can three times and that deer did a 180 and came right back into 60 yards and I shot her right there. You know, it, I've had success. I've seen it work. I've, I've been there to know what I've done right and done wrong. And I, I feel that that can, for me, where I hunt, it has, is better than a set of rattling antlers. Not to say that a set of rattling antlers at the right time won't work, but I've just had better success with that. Yeah. So 
So, and, and I'm going to get, I, I have that nine point that I told the story on that was when I was sitting on the ground behind me, I was using the bleak can as well. And uh, to at first, oh, yeah? that, yeah, yeah, I was now that, now that I, th- I think about it. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to take my mind's in my pack. I just don't get it out much, but I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to this week. So Kyle, well, you said you've you hunted. Do, oh, sorry. Go ahead. You guys do uh, like a certain series, like you do the can and then you'll, oh, I used to run and then or anything or just kind of throw out any random series out uh yeah it's more like Tourette's for me now but I used to <laughs> if I could say but I used to I used to have Shocking like a, <laughs> I used to yeah I don't know what's coming out of my mouth it's no different with calls no I used to um have like a sequence that I would like blah 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 and then I'd wait and then I, I'd go about you know 15 seconds and I burp 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 and then I'd probably wait a minute or so, and then I'd rattle. Like two bucks yeah. came in, and now they're fighting. It's funny you say that. That's exactly what I do. <laughs> That's exactly the secret. I'm thinking, okay, a doe called, and then a buck came to grunt, and then a second buck came in to see what was going on. Saw that there was a doe in heat. I got this. You got nothing but time in your mind in the stand to come up with these scenarios <laughs> right. in your head. You're a drama teacher all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> you're choreographing what's going to happen. Nothing ever happens, but you're choreographing this. <laughs> <laughs> my my spot for bow hunting or one of my spots where i've uh, had more deer on camera in the past few years i just got a climber there it's a n- narrow little lane between trees um so i can't see very far uh i had uh i've been out twice so far this year first time out i had a three-pointer come out sat there and watched him i know he's been hanging out with the the nice eight and then he's looking around, he got startled and ran off. And then within five, 10 seconds, I hear snort, 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 gone through the bush. <laughs> yeah, Some, something he didn't like, that's for sure. There's something there, and, and so I'm sitting there thinking, okay, he winded me or something. I don't know what's going on. I had him back on camera. I got the spy points that sends it right to me so I can see what I did wrong. Um, he's back on 1030 at night. He's back on camera that eight. I'm talking about in uh, right in that spot. And then the next day, two fifteen in the afternoon, he's there in the daylight. I'm like, what happened here? What, yeah, I didn't what like. Did I do? He knew. He knew. They got like the sixth sense. I tell you what, they just know. And it could well, be the, it, it could be the wind. Me, I mean, if it come back that that fast, uh, I don't. And see that I've heard, I've had guys tell me that if a if a buck sees a human. It's gone. Forget it. It's changing up its path. It's not yeah, coming back. And I'm like, you got one chance to get that deer. And if he sits, I don't know. Yeah, my that. my trail camera proved that was a lie. Yeah. <laughs> right. But but yeah, I don't I don't buy that because I've had it. I've had it a couple years ago. I was leaving the stand for lunch. We do lunch about ten thirty quarter to eleven on this black powder days, right on the controlled hunt days. And so I got down, and I have I have antlers that hang off the back of my pack. And so I'm walking out from my stand, and I look down along the edge. Nope, nothing. Okay, I'm good. I start walking across the field. I look back, and there's a buck walking right towards me. And I'm like, I was just there. I like I'm I'm standing in the field. And do you think he'd come close enough for me to shoot? No. But he walked all the way around, looked at me, kept looking at me, walked right into my stand. The next day, did the exact same thing. He watched me walk away, and he was still. So I still have a, I still have a hard time believing I, that. I believe me. I believe it's an association thing. If that deer got shot at, 
and you missed or something like that, I don't think he'd come in as, as confident and as as risk free. He'd change his pattern then. If, or if yeah. you, yeah, I believe yeah. that, that I've had uh, situations where where I've definitely spooked the deer and my brother, like last year, I guarantee that deer that I shot, uh, my brother shot last year. It was the same deer that I saw on uh, the Saturday, of the bull hunt. And he knew something was wrong. Took off. It took him to Thursday of the week or Wednesday or Thursday of the week to get back to a pattern where he'd come out in the daylight and that kind of stuff. But they'll get back to the patterns. Yep. Especially yep. if there's a hot doe in the area. Too. Oh, they'll and when the ruts right. on there's, they're just not thinking anymore. Right. It, they're just stupid. Yeah. They, they don't care. I had one early season. I, I had a climber, uh, Scotty's climber, and we went in uh, into a spot. I go up, and on my way in, I hook the climber on. I go, and I put my little tink scent bomb behind my stand. I make, like, a little little trail towards my stand, right? So a downwind. So I go down and, and put the little tink scent bomb down there. And as I walk, I'm, like, 10 yards from the tree, and an eight-point buck in the middle of this thicket stands up and is staring at me eye to eye. And I can't. What, what am I going to do? I can't do nothing. And he just and blows and takes off. And so the next time I was cautious, I'm like, okay, there's a bedding area right behind that. I still want to hunt it because there's a good deer run here. The woods ain't that big. I don't like hunting bedding areas, but if he's not in there, I'm going to get set up before he gets in there. And so I thought I get in there just as I get on the tree stand and I'm not going to go look because that'll spook him. If he is in there, he might not hear me and come out. Oh no, I got halfway up the tree. He blows and takes off and every freaking time I go in there and now I'm cognizant. So I'm like, okay, daylight, we're going in the afternoon. I'm like, Scotty, I'm walking around and I'm going with my trigger, my release on my bow arrow, ready to knocked and ready to rock. If he stands up, I'm already going to be at full draw and it's just going to be release that arrow. Every time he was there, but man, the spot he had picked, it was up on like a little slight knoll. Like I bet you it was only five yards higher than the rest and covered in, in thorns and thicket. And he must have me pegged. I thought I was a ninja. Every time I come in there, bull, bull fully drawn. I bet you I'd done it five or six times and he would shoot out the opposite way. And it's so thick. I could never get a shot. He would never just stand up like he did the first time and stare at me, but he didn't change. He was bedded down there every freaking, I bet you. It was I. I guarantee you, it was six times before the black powder hunt two years ago that I did this with that same eight point buck. Drive me insane. So I have a hard time believing they'll change the pattern. But like you said, Bill, I do believe every animal is an animal, and I've said this before, yeah. right? Geese and that. I don't. I don't judge all deer will act this way because humans right. are all different. We all have different things. I bet you there's some stupid, crazy deer out there. That just don't make any sense. <laughs> so I I want to sh- I want to hunt the stupid ones. That's why I say Scotty. He sh- whenever he shoots a deer, it had to be dumb. Yeah, is that you think so? <laughs> <laughs> dumb and blind, <laughs> and their nose don't work. Dumb deer around me. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah. So so that's my that's my theory. But you've hunted for you said fourteen years, Kyle. That's a that's a pretty I long time. Yeah, I think it's I think if this is coming up to fourteen years this year, I started. Uh, Yes. Yeah, it'd be 14th season. I started 17. No doubt. And so now you, you haven't really called deer a whole lot? No, the first, probably until three, four years ago, was the first time I really tried. We just, uh, I only started, I started bow hunting in 2013, 2012. I had shoulder surgery and convinced the wife that it was a good idea for me to buy a compound bow to rehab my shoulder. Well, that's, that's a long way to go to get a bow. Yeah, right. <laughs> 
I'm pretty committed. Well, it was kind of a byproduct. I'm sitting around and not working. I'm going, well, what am I going to do with my time? Yeah. So I got that. And then uh, like the way going, yeah, mine would be fire up that vacuum. It'll move back and forth pretty good. Yeah. That'll rehab that shoulder. All right. Yeah. No, luckily I got the other way around. So, but then, uh, but yeah, it's uh, I've until probably about four years ago, I never really played too much with a buddy of mine has carrying his grunt and his rattles and he's had more success up north than I have. And I'm like, started asking questions, kind of started buying some stuff. And then I'm like, it ain't really working. <laughs> so no matter what I buy, what I try, I'm not seeing success. I don't know if I'm not doing it enough, doing it too much, doing, I'm not sure. My, my advice is stick with it. Just, just keep, keep trying, you know, and, and Todd, listen to him because he's, he's a lot more technical on it than I am. <laughs> I, don't, just, I don't know about technical. <laughs> I'm a little more crazier, maybe. I don't yeah, know. Maybe I just, that's probably a better way of putting it. I just like to try I'm very, things. I'm very and clinical it works in the way I me. do it. Yeah. For me, I, I'm very clinical in the way I do it, I guess. And, and when technical, I've had very some technical. success, yeah, maybe, maybe that's the way to put it, but I've had some success and I've had some not, I've bought, uh, I don't know how many different types of rattling things between the horns and that. And, and I'm still going to try it every year. I think, well, the rut is, is on now or it's pre-rut or they're not going to come to a call because they're in rut. I just try it. See, that's Scotty. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Scotty won't even take antlers or a a grunt call or nothing in the early season. Doesn't even take it in. And I'm like, there's no way because I might not call that much in the early season, but you know what, when I'm walking in and I'm seeing scrapes on the ground, they're, they're, they're not rotten, but they're getting territorial. That's right. And so that's what I think. Yeah. So when I go in and that's like first week of October, I'm already seeing that and I'm already seeing rubs. And so I'm thinking, you know what? They're going to they're going to at least respond or be curious because territorial means what the flips in my area. This is my area. I just made that scrape. Right. I don't expect doe to go and, and drop her estrus in it, but that's my area. I, I made that scrape. So what what deer is in here right now? And they're going to come look. And so I still I take it in and I'll still call. I don't change early season, late season during the rut. I do it all all the time. And honestly, you if you go, I, I, hey. I got to keep, I got to keep with it. As arrogant as this sounds <laughs> is I go and, and put live videos on Facebook. I, I, you, that you can't argue with. I do it and I still get penned up in deer. They come in. So I, I just don't now monsters, monsters don't just show up for me doing that. I don't believe now yeah. all, I can tell you all of the bucks I have shot with a bow have come in to the snort wheeze. Every single one of them has sight I, first though. Sight first. Be, be, so very, very critical. Absolutely. Critical the, there, I can tell you first. the very first one I ever shot and, and I was out in the David Suzuki woods that I've talked about on here before, but I'm in the tree and a bunch of does go by me and it was probably the third Saturday in October. So it, they uh, guys are arguing is the pre rut starting is the rut starting blah, 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 blah. So it, Scotty had gone with me up until, and this day he was with his uncle. He wasn't even with me. And so I went out, went up in the climber. I got a pond behind me, but there's a good deer run. I know the area, yada, yada, yada. I watch five does at 120 yards in front of me in the woods. I mean, I'm deep in the woods and they're going through down a path and heading out towards the field. And it wasn't 10 seconds later and a buck comes flying from the other end, jogging towards the does. And I'm like, this is telling me the ruts on. Yeah, so for sure. I grunt, I grunt, I grunt, and I could see him jogging. 
So I don't have a lot of time. He's not running, but I don't got a lot of time. And I mean, he's, he's 200 yards. He's on the edge of this field, but it's still in the woods. I grunt, grunt, grunt. And he doesn't do anything. It, just as he's coming to, and he's almost parallel with me, I throw a grunt and it makes enough for him to slow down and kind of look over. And then he stops because now he's sniffing. Where'd those does go? And I can see his nose in the air. Wind's blowing the exact opposite direction. So it ain't me. And I thought, my gosh, he's going to go follow those does. He was coming running because he probably seen them from a long ways away, whatever. And he's going to go the other way because the does went the exact. And I didn't care about the does. So I just. And he it took one. His head spun right towards me and full trot all the way to 30 yards right to me. Shot, shot him by, by now and smart enough, big, he's on my wall now. He's a good enough size. He was a smart, he was a smart dude, but he stayed out 80 yards and came all the way around and came up downwind. Downwind. Yeah. Downwind. Yeah, now I had the, you were sitting there. the exact, exactly where the wind was blowing in my face. Then at that point, if he came in from behind me, like it was, he came in right downwind, but luckily I had the Ozonics. And I kept reaching yeah. as he was coming. I kept reaching up and pointing. I got thinking, like, the, the wind blows that Ozonics in the direction it needs to go. I probably didn't have to move it that much. But I'm like, right. I'm, I'm reaching up mind. really cautiously and tapping it so that it's every time he moves a little bit further, I tap it, tap it. But he came in all the way to 30 yards. But he was 80 yards to come out downwind. And it walked straight to me from downwind. Yeah. And I, I, I had to shoot the, from behind my stand. I think one of the biggest things, Kyle, that I've ever, I've taken out of the my experiences is don't be afraid to make a mistake. Right. You know, well, I, I've had, had yeah, well, so, so we all, I had a deer last year after listening to Todd and snorter, which I should have <laughs> waited. Right. It, it, but again, I didn't read the situation. Right. But I learned from it. If, if I had been more patient, if you listen to what Todd and the stories that he's telling what, what's working, it's, it's, it's a last resort that he's using it to get that deer to commit and come in and, and, that he, he, he didn't do it first. No, he I don't, I don't start with it. Right. Start I don't start with, with it. Cause it does mean I made last year. Yeah. Well, hold on. The mistake I made last year was if I had been patient and read the deer signs of what it was telling me, I, I he would have just come right in. But me, I was impatient. It wasn't reading correct. And I hit him with a couple grunts. Didn't work. If I had a way that he would have come in, I snort wheeze down. And he's like, Nope, this is not a situation that I was even looking for a fight or nothing. And I'm gone. Right. Well, Todd, the last story he told you, though he would, that, that buck was chasing two does across the field. He's in the rut. They're, they're in estrus. And now he's coming in to get that challenge for the snort wheeze yeah. that was right underneath yeah. Todd's stand. Yeah. So absolutely. It's a situational awareness type thing. And, and you can only learn that like anything else in life by, by being out in the woods and making a few mistakes. Oh, and don't get me wrong. I've had a lot of deer blow at me and take off. There's no yeah. ifs, ands, or buts. And, and a lot of times I couldn't see what they were it was either just getting too dark and it was a silhouette or it was but and i've had it so it happens it just i can say every buck that i have shot with my bow has been brought in by the snort wheeze now would they have come in if i didn't i don't know maybe but now that you say that bill the majority there was does in the area yeah so it makes them more confrontational too like the one that i talked about that it ran right under me and stared at me in the black powder. And I hit him with three grunts and nothing. And he was sniffing the air in the woods. I was on the edge of the field. He was way in sniffing over a ravine and sniffing, 
there was probably does down there. I mean, why would he be sniffing that long standing mm-hmm. there? Right. And so when That's I right. threw the snort wheeze, he Three. came. So it, 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 the snort wheeze is a challenge. It's a, what the flip are you doing? Let's dance, bring it on. Like, that's what that yep. is. It's, it's a, let's, let's go. But I do it with those around and they don't, they don't run. So it's a buck thing for sure. Right. But, but yeah, maybe it's got to, maybe you got to have does in the area. Maybe, but I do do maybe. it as a last resort or 15 minutes before dark when I know or I need yeah, 10, 10 yards. Cause I yep. can't see him at 30. <laughs> That's a Hail Mary at that point. It is. It's like you got last five minutes and your pins are starting to get dark. And man, if there's silhouettes at 20, there's silhouettes at 30 and 20. It's yeah. They need to be 10 or 15 so I can tell if they're the buck. Yeah. That last few minutes of legal shooting time. But Does that answer your, your questions there, Kyle? Oh, it gives me a good starting point. Like I said, I'm heading up Saturday morning. and I. What, where's north for you? Um, heading to Bancroft. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's uh, I'll be driving skirting that. I go up to the Ottawa Valley, so oh, yeah. I'm I'm uh, I'll be skirting around Bancroft and keeping going north, heading up there Saturday morning. I guess yeah, Saturday morning first thing. I'll so, be going yeah, ten minutes. Try and try and get up. I I was up there a few weeks ago uh, doing a little partridge hunting. I went out one area of the property we have no stands in, mm-hmm. and I found a nice scrape out there and. I followed a game trail. I, I swear, passing over one rock, I could, it just smelt like deer in that one <laughs> spot. And it's probably 30 yards away from that scrape. So I'm going out there, be the first one up there Saturday, do a little walk around and see if I can find a nice tree in that area for my climber. Well, right on. Best of luck. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck to you. Right on. Thank you, guys. You, you definitely got to let us know how you make out. Yeah. Make sure to follow up here. Yeah. And, and yeah, shoot, us some, shoot us some pictures through the week. Show us, uh, show us good. some success. Absolutely. I uh, hopefully we get some success. We're a little short on doe tags this year compared to normal, which I'm not upset about. Normally get about six. We're down to three this year. Oh, that might uh, make for a short hunt. It might, yeah. But actually, I, I I'm thinking it's gonna be better. I've been saying for a couple of years we get six, and I'm like we probably just try and go for two or three and keep the population up. But yep. we're uh, a lot of the local guys we hunt up there. They're 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 shooting to feed their families and such. And they're, they're a brown it's down kind of group. <laughs> they get yeah. along with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, the four of us in the Alliance uh, up there. No, wait, 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 wait. The Alliance. <laughs> the Alliance. <laughs> and uh, we've got two doe tags uh, for the four of us. So, you know, we'll be selective for Monday, Tuesday, but hopefully we'll be able to fill the freezer and, that's first priority. First priority is get some meat in the freezer. And because you, how many times have you heard this, Todd? You, you can't eat horns, right? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But they sure look good on the wall. So do they, they ever look good on the wall? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're we're going to be down to probably just two doe tags in the first week because we got guys coming the second week that uh, got to split the tags. So there's 10 of us yeah. first week. I think there'll be a six or seven guys the second week. So Got to keep at least one yeah. of the doe tags for them. Understand that's 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 hunter uh, ethics and that's etiquette. That's hunter etiquette. I like that. I like that you guys are thinking about the guys in the second week too. So that's crazy. Yeah, that's really best good. Best of luck. Best of luck. Yeah. And, uh, we'll we'll be in touch. Eh? Yeah. Hopefully we answered your questions, good. Kyle. Really appreciate you calling, man. It was that's awesome. It was just so impromptu. No I love it. Love it. Now that now that I got the six minutes left of your previous podcast to listen to, maybe I'll just bring the grunt call when I'm driving around at work and 
Okay. Grunted on the 401. Practice it up. <laughs> and you can't do that too much. Trust me. I couldn't believe how much those bucks were calling that one dime. I had a hot dough walk under me. They got a hot dough. They are every step they're grunting. Well, it's the one Mark. thing I noticed uh, from what I think I've been doing to what you guys were saying is I think I've been blowing them too long. I'd say probably that'll be, be a challenge, right? So they'll do that on a, on like a snort wheeze, a long grunts, more like a challenge. Like they'll dad likes to do that. It's he'll start with a murk, murk, murk. And then he'll take a murk. And that's like a, Hey, Look at me. We got some issues, right? It's not the full blown snort wheeze, but it is. So they, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, I I've done it for years that way until I heard these guys. I, I've always, cause dad, that's what dad taught me. You go bark, bark. And then you throw down the challenge grunt, which is like the bark. And then once I had that hot dough under me and I had those four bucks walk by me and every step that they took was bark, 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 bark. I'm like, holy jumping. So that's now I burp, 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 burp. And then again, when I realize, okay, nothing's happening. I'm going to throw down a challenge. (laughs) But that's what I do. (laughs) And I don't even know because I don't know what I'm going to say. It's no different when I call. I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. I just do it. But I have, I'm I'm lucky enough that it works or I'm hunting deaf deer. And blind. <laughs> well, I'm willing to give that a try and see what the deer in my area are like. Yeah, hey, full disclaimer: you can't blame us or sue us or charge us if anything doesn't yeah. go your way. But, but good luck to hey, you. Hey, I've had I've had plenty of years with no no successful. If this is one of those, then it's just another typical year. No, yeah, uh, you might be filling tags, man. I so hope so. I hope you fill all yeah, the tags. Too. And you're like, yeah, yeah well, hey, I, shoot I, a picture over to you. I just called. Oh yeah, you better. They'll be like, "What did you do?" I called. That's all I did. <laughs> I got, I got a new side by side. I needs, it needs to see some blood. All right yeah. on, right Good. on. Good deal. Yeah. Well, we Very do. Good. We appreciate you calling, Bill. How's your heart? I just got to check in before we hang up. Did, did Not it, did it bad. go off? I didn't hear sirens. We didn't need Candace to fill in or Hunter to pick up the phone, so we're okay. No, no spikes. It kind of stayed the same, so I was kind of surprised. I'm a little disappointed. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I know you tried for sure. The doctor will be asking what happened around uh, this time of night. Uh, just, I thought for just sure thought. just surprise call would have done it for you, but hey, right on. Yeah. Hey, we're good. You're growing. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> the Grinch's heart grew. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Best of luck. Thanks yeah, we better for the call wrap this up. I, I really don't know what's going to come out of my mouth. Thanks again, Kyle. Really appreciate it, man. Good luck next week. Thanks a lot to you guys. You too. Yeah. See thanks. Thanks. Good luck, Bill. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week. <laughs>